3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to or back to uh, There Will Be Dungeons TWBD for Saturday, March 6th, 2021. We are here to carry on the grand tradition of playing D&D with you and with each other. And today is no different. A reminder that we are brought to you in part by phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. Uh, I'm told there's a brand new uh, Nash flavor that will soon be in the store. I had a long conversation with uh, Gwen the other day. And boy, howdy, does it look good. So, if you want a nice hot tea to get you through your episode or whatever you may be doing, go check them out. The prices are good, and the teas are amazing. That's phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. Alright, without further ado, I have a unique way of dealing with today's What Happened Last Week on There Will Be Dungeons because Kyle has sent it, and no, this isn't really his uh, current voice, so don't look for his lips to match the text, Okay. I'm just going to play it. Enjoy. Previously on There Will Be Dungeons.
4: We have a bit of an underdark infestation going on. We seem to be overrun with bread and the baker might be on his way.
2: This is how you want to do it.
3: We think it perhaps just hang out in well comes out when it feels like it. No other kind. Nothing else comes out of well. We tell people to drink from well. Everything is fine.
4: We need to confirm that that well isn't infested. Did you go down into the well to inspect that it was safe, that there were no
1: holes? Uh. You know, we're, we don't feel great about not going down in the well. We maybe were a little fuzzy on whether you wanted us to go down the well or not.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching the well while you're not there?
1: Uh. Uh, the brigand patrol.
4: Are they just left. Who's watching it while you're...
1: Oh, dear.
3: All right, I love that. I freaking love that.
5: (laughs) Yes. That
3: is so good. That seemed like a bunch of work. So, Kyle, I hope it wasn't so bad because I want to never have anything happen again except that. It's amazing. Uh, Anyway.
4: (laughs) It it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad at all. Uh, Good, because
3: it was awesome. Anyway, now over to you. Now we know what happened. What are we doing next? So you all have headed out the door of the Dungeon Guild. Uh, We currently have a voucher
4: in Grinkeeper's hands for cleaned and pressed digitation, as she is currently covered in a bluish purple blood uh beyond that you have agreed to go back to the well the brigand patrol left ahead of you and they are going to secure the area so while we have our heading you of course are free to move about the city however you choose it's about one in the afternoon so we spent our morning dealing with the immediate monsters outside the well plaza on the southwest side of town
1: I think we should head right there immediately. Let's, let's get it done.
3: I have potato for road. We can go.
1: Let's do it.
4: You head down the streets of Aetemur and being the middle of the day, it is quite busy, bustling. You head towards the center of town, this main meeting of the roads. But as you go, you pass by the Temple of Paylor, which has one of the wells outside of it and a crowd is gathered You can see over the tops of their heads some hovering signage that is slowly rotating around the area saying, Caution! Guild business! As it floats by. Another sign passes, Caution! Guild business. And you can see in there three individuals all working around the well. There is a... flame-headed lady. Her hair is of fire and she's got blue skin. She is... ...talking to the crowd through a megaphone... ...and she has an imp on her shoulder. She's going, everyone please... ...this is routine maintenance. Routine maintenance for the well. Please stand back. Stand back. Behind her you can see a... ...rather tall human fellow... ...hanging out with his... ...boar companion. This black boar has a little sort of... ...mohawk of grey down its back. He is currently unscrewing... ...and eventually lifts the top of the well off... ...with some effort the sort of wooden cover that stops debris from falling down, and with it comes the rope and the bucket. As you continue to pass by the well, you see Dharma Edgestream, this would be the halfling in the oversized wizard robes, jump up on the edge of the well and go, all right, one, two, three, and she raises up her hands, a fireball begins to summon inside them, and she shoots it down the well. There's a as it flies, and then as fire rockets up, out of the well and she screams it's clean as it goes <laughs> it's clean she says it, it's clean she yells as fire rockets out of the well hole do you stop or continue onward
2: greenkeeper is going to keep going but she's going to look back at Splendor Belt and Co with her eyes real big going kind of we you're supposed to do that <laughs>
1: I, I don't know. I don't think that is necessarily the most effective way of clearing the well.
3: Yeah, something, f- something fishy.
1: You continue onward.
4: You make your way to the center, this main intersection, the four corners of Atomer. And across the street, you can see the governor's mansion, the estate beyond that houses where Slenderbelt conducted the wedding. And suddenly, Grinkeeper, you're very aware of many eyes upon you. In fact, you've been walking through the town covered in that blue purple blood. And everyone begins whispering and pointing a little bit. The buzz of the activities around town seemed to be reaching the rumor mill.
2: Grinkeeper will keep going, but she'll think fast and go, It's. grape juice! We had a lunch accident! (laughs) Trying to emulate the caution stuff going on at the place they just walked by.
4: Well, hit me with a deception.
2: Thirteen.
0: Must be some grapes. They all whisper to
4: themselves, get back to their business. I mean, guild representatives being messy in town, that's that's not a secret. That sort of stuff happens all the time. You turn left at the intersection and head towards the previous, well, plaza there in that southwest area neighborhood. You make your way over the grassy knolls, past the trees, eventually ending up in that same enclosure area where there is the blacksmith shop of which you killed the rust monster inside, the melted barrel still being cleaned in the corner and kind of swept haphazardly and cautiously uh, to the side trying to get that gunk out of here. As you arrive, you can see three guild individuals with their bronze badges. One, the rogue that you recognize from the meeting, is bending down and petting the dog Bruno, as you met him last time. He seems to be having a rather joyous conversation with the family of the House Beyond and that little boy that Ko was talking to. There is a elf, a wood elf, tall, Heavily tanned, wearing a sort of leaf-patterned tunic, talking to the old man who is back in his chair, resting on his cane. His hands resting on his cane, sitting beneath the tree. And then, as you enter the plaza, a tabaxi, a cat man, walks around from the back corner. And he is wringing his hands together a little bit, and he seems to gesture, and the other two of the brigand patrol bronze group head over to speak with him and this is where you find yourself back in the plaza you are in control of your characters there on the map
1: I think we just go straight for the well
3: yeah I don't see any detours that I would want to take
1: this is our task just gonna walk up and own it
3: alright you guys approach the well
4: how are you going to go about it?
3: Oh, man. What did we do last time? We well,
4: just... you threw a rock down the wall and declared all is well.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's just clearly not enough. Um... <laughs> uh, I mean, Splendor Belt would just say, okay, last time rock was not good enough. What do we throw down?
2: Co, do you have that rope sash thing? Oh,
1: yes. And I will command the uh, Sultan Sash of Climbing uh, to tie itself on the side of the well. Does it have, like, those posts up the side that it could, like, knot around, holding up the little roof?
4: Exactly, exactly. You got these two wooden posts that go up to the metal rod that would be where you would crank the well up and down and then of course the small wooden roof above it
1: all right yeah i'll command the rope to tie to one end and drop uh the rest of the rope down in and uh i'll start climbing down
0: excellent you jump
4: on into the well holding on to the rope of course uh, do you command it to knot and all that sort of thing
1: yeah, let's give some easy handholds here and there. Not not a ton, but just make it a little easier climb. Cool. Just
4: for, uh, you know, the sake of mistake, let's get that athletics roll from you, but it will be with advantage, of course. Sweet.
1: All right, not a bad start. Uh, 14.
4: Cool. You begin descending down into the well. The edges of the well are all done in this sort of limestone brick. It has been mortared. It's pretty old, but not terribly crumbly at the moment as you make your way down. Of course, there's the smell of water in here. It's a little bit slimy, but not so much to a degree that you'd be concerned about the health of the well.
1: And as I get deeper, I would do a quick pause and pull out the drift globe and have it cast light and illuminate the place a little bit. Cool,
4: so you grab forth your drift globe. It hovers alongside you. Uh, Do you put it above or below?
1: Uh, above. Okay.
4: Sheds plenty of light
0: for you to see the area. Yeah. As co-descends the
4: Tabaxi Catman makes his way over to you all.
0: You are the other adventurers, yes?
2: Uh, no talk on the business. Grinkeeper starts descending.
0: Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, a
2: hand pops up from the well waving at him.
0: Uh, we we will secure the area then. Right now.
3: Okay. Turns and leaves. Ah. That's a shame.
0: Portabaxi.
3: Interesting side quest we've now avoided.
0: What
1: race was the rogue guy?
4: Uh, the rogue was a human. human. Co- covered in his leather and belts. Twisting his knives around. Uh, from what you saw of him moving about, he seemed very comfortable in this area. Code continues to descend. And as you reach the bottom of your 50-foot rope, correct?
1: Uh, how big is it? 60 foot.
4: 60 foot. Perfect. So you reach the bottom of your 60-foot rope, and you can see, just obvious as day, that there have been bricks tumbled out of the side. Some of them still sort of hinging on the side like Jenga blocks, but many must have fallen into the water below. And there is a cavernous hole here in the side of the well, about five feet wide. The well goes down for some amount. Your light doesn't reach quite the bottom, but that's pretty common that wells go anywhere from 100 to even 300 feet. But the groundwater here, you would assume it's only about maybe 60 additional feet
1: down until you hit the water. Okay, but I can, I can reach the, uh, the opening to this, to this hole.
4: Yes, rather calmly and without any sort of additional rules. You can get to the bottom, you have those knots, plant a foot, you know, feet on the knots, kind of grab yourself over and swing yourself in without any theatrics.
1: All right, I'd get myself over there and just call up. There is a hole. I found it. We should probably investigate.
2: Oh, cool, I've got the con- Creep, creep, creep,
3: creep. Okay, sounds good. Ood, ood, (laughs) ood.
4: Co heads into the hole inside the well. The two of you are up top. How are we going to get down, and how are we going to get down with a big bag of concrete? Hmm.
2: Uh, Green Keeper would have it on her shoulders, and then she'd shimmy down the rope.
0: Okay.
4: Hmm. Balanced on your shoulders, or are you going to attempt to climb with one hand? Uh, hmm.
2: Um, balanced on the shoulders.
4: Okay. Let's get the athletics first, and that'll be with advantage from the rope. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Cool. Hit me with an acrobatics.
2: Advantage or no?
4: No advantage on this. This is Five. merely your balancing prowess.
2: Five.
4: Splendor belt. Yeah. The bag of concrete is slipping off
3: Grinkeeper's shoulders. Uh, I would rush to help to to steady it. Give me an athletics of your own. Okay.
4: That's an 18. Cool. You managed to grab the bag in such a way with multiple angles that it doesn't rip. And your brain uh, thinks about the ramifications of a bag of concrete pouring into an open well with water in the bottom.
1: Ugh. Oh, we sealed up that well problem
2: real <laughs> well. Nothing's coming out.
4: <laughs> Grinkeeper, you're currently on the rope. Splendor Belt has the bag
3: above you. Thanks! You're looking up at my bag. That's a horrible thing to have to deal with. Staring at green, or Splendor Belt's bag. Oh, you mean the bag of concrete? Oh. Yes. Got it. Okay. Alright. What what if, how do we get this down? This is bad.
2: Oh, you're right. It would be bad. Um can we cradle it in my arms? And then she'll lean back from the rope, creating a little distance between her arms and the rope.
4: Okay, like her you're making a little rope. a little seat. Yeah. Okay, let's load it up then and we'll do another athletics.
2: 24.
0: Cool.
4: Slenderbelt lowers down the bag, holding onto the two corners on either side, and it rests right there in the seat of your arms. And you begin to climb down rather successfully. A, a very big display of muscle and power mm. that no one gets to see because you're inside of a well. <laughs> damn it (laughs) it's too bad
3: it's really too bad
4: the human rogue heads over now Splendor you're the only one still above ground hiya y'all need some help huh
3: yes we could use help if you are are you friend or foe Uh, and he
4: taps the badge on his chest the bronze badge
3: Okay, yes. You we, wa- we need help w- then.
4: I'm Dominic Reese. Uh this is the brigand patrol. Uh, listen, we're we're happy to watch the topside for y'all while you're down there and check the rest of the building here, but you want me to hold a rope or something?
3: I mean, I'll look at I've you know what I would trust him. I'd say, Yes. We could use t- if you could hold the rope and do not let go.
4: Happy to help. Ha- happy to help, uh uh Darkest Delvers, right? Alright, alright. This is this is Hiroshi. Hey, get get on here with this he starts heading over. And Yolana, uh, we got we got a rogue, monk, and druid in our in our party here. It's it's nice to meet you all. Let me let me help you. This this is my neighborhood. So uh, uh,
0: uh it's good to be back. All right.
4: He takes he heads over to the rope and realizing it's a long purple sash kind of oh all, all right. Um and they all sort of grab a bit of it together and hold it where it's fastened to make sure if it were to come unfastened, it at least wouldn't fall. Right. Your turn to head down the well.
3: All right, I'll do that. And I've still got it in my arms, right? I'm carrying this stuff. Uh, the, the bag was passed on to Grinkeeper there, who is oh. currently
4: performing her feat of strength in her climb. Right, okay. I don't have it. So I, we would just need you to make a athletics check with advantage.
3: Me or her? Splendor belt. Oh, okay. Here we go. Athletics with advantage. First roll. <laughs> natural 20 plus 2, 22. Cool. Yeah. Second is roll it? is lower than that. It's <laughs> <Is> an 8.
4: <laughs> well, you might as well go for bigger than natural 20. Yeah. That? Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. With confidence stemming from the group above you holding the rope... Watching you go down, you perform the deed with ease and begin ascending, descending down the well. Greenkeeper, you reach the bottom without problem, but we do need to get that bag over to
0: Co.
2: I need, I need some help, Co. Is there a, <laughs> Can Could you help, please?
1: Uh, sure. Um, reach over and how how long of a reach is it is she gonna have to toss it
4: uh, i mean the, we're only in a well that's about five feet wide so you can pretty easily sort of put one arm up on what's left of the wall though it may you know have crumbled and might be not the sturdiest thing in the world and reach out to help with the bag and kind of pull her over
1: okay yeah i'll do that
4: cool the two of you together make an athletics check
1: 15 for me.
2: 23.
4: Together you manage to move the bag over. It's sort of as Co grabs it, strength buckles, not exactly his strong suit, and it sort of slides down your body and sort of swings into the hole rather than is lifted easily. But ultimately, the two of you reach the hole without problem. And Splendor Belt comes down just expertly. Apparently, he's amazing at climbing ropes. you didn't know this yet, and delivers himself
0: promptly into the hole as well.
2: That's some fancy rope work. Where did you learn to climb?
3: This nice sash you have is easy to grab and to lower yourself down on it. And we have friends holding it up 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 top to keep steady. Although I don't know them very well, so hopefully they don't screw us.
1: Okay. That sounds good. Let's uh let's proceed. I don't think we need them.
3: Are you gonna take your sash back? You gonna yank it down? What are you gonna do? Or leave it up?
1: Uh let's leave it up, in case we need to make a quick getaway. (laughs) I love it. You can always come back for it. Know where it is. You hear an
4: echo from up above. It's the tabaxi who speaks. They they say they don't need us they say they leave
0: the rope okay
4: Uh, let us about our
1: business then okay this is gonna go great let's
5: keep keep going (laughs) we're making friends
4: (laughs) looking about the drift globe lighting the area you find yourself in a very wet
0: cave cave
4: There are lots of drips and drops, there are small puddles on the ground, and a passage lays before you, sort of winding into the stone. None of it appears to have been ever worked, but immediately with your passive perceptions, you can see how those bricks and Jenga piece-like intersections were pushed outwards into the well area. Clearly it was broken from the inside where you're standing now. And then those various creatures must have climbed through and
1: up. I mean, if we wanted to, we could certainly seal it up, call it a day, but it might be worth investigating just to see what we can find.
2: Yeah. And if they opened it once, there's a good chance they could open it again.
1: All right. So like we're going to proceed? Uh, take the lead.
2: I will go. Greenkeeper takes off.
1: We have our normal march
4: order of Greenkeeper, and then is it Splendor Belt or uh, Co's the Rogue?
3: Where, where, where's the other two? Usually Splendor Belt's right behind her and okay. Coe in the last, but I mean, it doesn't have to be that way.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll take up the rear.
4: And you begin walking into this very wet and cold cave area. Does and that- it winds rather dramatically. Uh, always sort of maintaining a width of about three feet and a height of about five feet, but that ebb and flows, and particularly Spunderbelt has to walk for quite a bit of it with his head down and his shoulders. There's even a part where you come across where it goes to about three feet wide and three feet high, and you have to get down on all fours and start w- crawling through. Does anyone have an issue with that as their character?
3: Um I mean I, I mean. mine doesn't like to get gross and dirty potentially. But the job is the job, so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't fight it. So your problem would
4: more be with the having to go through the wet ground and not so much the tight space.
3: Yeah, tight space is fine. I'm not feeling like a I'm not claustrophobic or anything.
1: Cool. Anybody else? Uh, Here's where the role play comes into play. Uh, Co, not bothered by it. John (laughs) would be very bothered by it. (laughs) These are important distinctions to make.
4: For our characters are heroic in their own ways. And as you emerge from this 20-foot area where you had to crawl, you find yourself covered in mud. The bag of concrete, the burnt limestone mixture, had to be dragged through there and is pretty muddy. But as you emerge upward, you enter into a small cavernous area, about 10 feet long, 20 feet wide. You can see the tunnel continuing on the other side. And as the drift globe comes up out of the hole with Ko leading the back, you see all these tiny, about six foot long beetles crawling on the walls. And in fact, there seems to be a thin line of some shimmering material some sort of mineable, perhaps.
3: A metal in the walls. I'm sorry, did you say six-foot beetles or six-inch beetles? Six-inch beetles. Did I say six-foot? I think you said foot, and it freaked me out. I may have, and that would
4: be wrong. Okay, inch. So I can deal with inch. Big beetles. That's still There's big.
3: About,
4: yeah, they're pretty big. And as the light sort of illuminates the area, you see that they are all very much miniature versions of the previous rust monster you fought inside the blacksmith there. They're all along this mineral line, and you can hear them kind of crunching and licking, and just in general feasting on that mineral line.
2: Oh, Grinkeeper's is gonna, oh, that's, oh, oh, and then she's gonna take her hammer and just start smashing away. Oh, oh, be a piece. Oh,
0: be a piece. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Without any sort of role necessary, as they are quite occupied on their meal, Grinkeeper brings down a vicious warhammer, or brings up, as it were, into the ceiling a vicious warhammer and smashes it. The guts and various juices of the inside run down the hammer, but, as it is a magical hammer, it is unaffected, and they begin to skitter about, afraid of the thing that's, that splatted them. Do you continue your work, Grinkeeper? yes. Grinkeeper systematically hunts down and destroys (laughs) the various baby rust monsters.
2: When she comes back, she looks very disturbed. This was very disgusting.
3: I'm glad you decided to do it.
2: We have to purge this.
3: It's not my thing. I do not mind caves. I do not mind dark. I do not like bugs.
4: You continue onward down through these tunnels. You walk for another good 10 minutes before you see anything of note. And the next thing you find is a... In the darkness up above about 20 feet, there appears to be some sort of leathery sack hanging off the wall. 20 feet below that, on the other side of this small cavern, the tunnel continues. But this... On the edge of the light, writhing, weird leather pouch about two feet wide, justates, jiggles about.
2: I can try and knock it down. Oh, gross. And Greenkeeper's going to start getting out a javelin.
1: (laughs) Ko would be ready to fight. Most things in the Underdark aren't great. Leathery sacks don't sound great.
3: Yeah. I would I'd pull my two maces out and hold them one in each hand. Ready for whatever.
4: All right, greenkeeper, which javelin is this?
2: Just a regular javelin.
4: All right, the regular old javelin. Let it rip. Give me a ranged attack. 16. Okay. You throw the javelin up and it sticks into the sack and sort of with its weight Lingers down and begins ripping it, and you hear this great juicy kind of as it heads down. And as the sack opens up, sturges fly out and about and begin swarming around you all. Scene quickly cuts, and we find you surrounded by dead sturges. (laughs) (laughs) Does a 14 beat anyone's AC? It
1: meets mine. Does not be mine.
4: Cool. Ko, you took five points of damage during the engagement, but overall you all managed to slay the some eight Sturges that came flying out. Ko was the only one that had any blood loss,
0: as it were.
2: That was gross.
0: <laughs> that is, was really uh,
2: gross.
1: It's about what I expected. Ugh. We continue on.
4: And we walk for another good 10 minutes before we find anything of note. We will now be on our new map. Map number two for the day. I'll repost it here for y'all. Here we go. As you make your way down the tunnel, these, pile, these wet piles of mud are all gathered about. and You can see here that you've reached an even more underground area, the ceiling has started to lose some of its height. Now, Splendor Bell is absolutely completely hunched over as it's come down in these little little tiny stalactites, only about three inches long. As you round the corner, co you're first to see it. You see a glimmer of an eye about two feet high. And as Greenkeeper rounds the corner, the drift globe enters the area a two foot high strange fellow looks at you he's got these big thick fingers made of stone and his head comes to this heavy brow also of stone a little creature of some kind very much matching the surrounding earth and rock
1: Just call out to it. Hello. You.
0: It gives a... <laughs>
4: and as it talks to you, its hand reaches over to the wall and grabs another rock and it puts it in its maw and kind of... <laughs>
2: Grinkeeper will try to mime, we don't understand you! With a performance.
0: <laughs> Do it.
2: Oh, uh, okay, it was a seven, not a one. So a nine total.
0: It gives a.
4: And holds the rock up. That's eating. Splendorbelt, you speak primordial for some reason.
3: <laughs> yeah. Why do I?
4: Why, why? Well, you tell me.
3: I don't remember choosing that. <laughs> um, you
4: speak Minotaur, Orc, and Primordial. Wow. I you don't really, know. I didn't.
3: You really made, you made nice. some choices with the languages there, Scott. I did do a prepackaged um, cleric, but I don't remember choosing that. When it may have been part of that, but for a half-orc, I don't know why that's there. Okay, I speak primordial.
4: Yeah, well, we could think about it another time. Maybe you...
3: I've been uh, studying it at the temple, I know. It's all good.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, you you want your potato farm, but potatoes grow in the earth, so you thought maybe you could hire on some elemental workers someday. Sure. We'll we'll, we'll (laughs) figure it out another time. Sure. But this is a strange dialect. This isn't like the one you've been studying. That's very clean in text and maybe something like an air elemental would speak one doing a presentation one that might be being worshipped talking to its various followers right this is very much like a rock tasty rock rock you want rock
3: uh i would say back in its language why uh wait you you like rock or are you trying to give me rock explain yourself
0: you eat rock, we be friends. You you eat rock. I like rock.
3: How come well, I don't I don't eat rock. It's not normal for me to eat it. Do no, don't you eat rock? The no, no. rock is good. No, the rock is probably okay, but it is not my typical thing to eat. We eat,
0: we eat the rock together for
4: our friendship. And he breaks the rock over his knee and passes you half.
3: Um as a gesture I will pull out my raw potato break it in half over my knee and give him half of my cold raw potato.
0: Oh. The, the squishy rock. <laughs> the squishy.
4: And he, he's completely smashed it and it's all over his hands.
3: Oh.
0: Oh, the rock.
4: The rock. It's a
0: bad, the bad rock. Bad rock.
3: Oh, it's, it's good rock. Uh, and I'll, I'll sort of lick half of the rock he handed me, but I won't eat it because I can't. <laughs>
4: Ah, uh, make a performance check, or a diplomacy, or deception, or maybe even sleight of hand if you want to do the sort of dog throw over the shoulder sort of thing. Okay, maybe, maybe give the old like side like ah ma
3: maw through the um. I'm te- so the I, roll is up to you. I have terrible sleight of hand. What are the other options you gave me? uh deception. We got a uh, persuasion. Let's do persuasion. I feel pretty good about that. Let's do persuasion. Twenty-one,
0: not uh, dirty. Twenty-one. Ho, ho, ho. You like rock. I like rock.
4: <laughs> and he holds out his hands. There's potato all over his hands. He seems to seems to want you to do something about it.
3: Oh. Uh. I'll. Uh, oh, interesting. And his hands are just like stone, right? Like stone hands. Yeah.
4: They're, they're, uh, they got four
3: fingers, in, you know, including the thumb. Mm-hmm. They're
4: big. They're all solid. It's not like uh, he's made of floating rocks or anything like that. When he moves, he sort of crunches and grit falls out
3: between the joints. Okay. Uh, I, I will just, to his outreach hand with, with potato bits on it, I'll just sort of brush it off, you know, brush off anything I can see and, as a gesture of, like, yeah, I'll help clean your little hand. Oh, good friend. Friend, friend,
0: friend, 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 Friend one, I never, I never. And he points down the
3: the continuing tunnel. Okay. And where's everyone else? with This? Are they all
1: seeing me do this with him? Just have this watching you in amazement mm-hmm. as you speak to a rock.
3: Okay. And, then and, and the whole the whole time
4: they've just been hearing the <laughs> and then you go in a bit more fancy of a
3: dialogue. Oh, ogrogri ogrogri. <laughs> All right, I will. Um, I will say to the group. I'll say, oh, "Okay, he is. He is saying we can pass. We can go past here now. It's no problem." Okay.
0: the warn, the warn. Oh!
4: And he, with his four fingers, kind of splits them into Spock symbols, in a sense. Yeah. And goes up by his face, and goes.
0: Whoa. Click, click, click. Rawr.
3: Oh, he is warning warning us against this uh something. Uh I'll go turn back to him and say what is uh give me more information. What is uh what is this? I'll do this. my hands. He looks
4: confused that he wasn't understood. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> he describes something sounds very bad. But I have no specifics. He's confusing confusing.
2: We thank you, little rock man. And Grinkeeper will start going, ready with her hammer <laughs> out in her shield.
4: As you guys pass like he's, you know, handing out lunch bags on a field trip. Sort of reaches up a rock.
2: <laughs> Greenkeeper will accept a rock. All right, he
4: grabs yeah. another one up for Co. Oh I'll, I'll take a rock, yeah. And another one up for Splendor Belt as he takes his position. Okay. <laughs> and as you pass by, he gets right back to munching
3: tasty rocks. I do not know what he was describing. It sounds bad. And do I do I have any hint, do you think? Did he say enough? Is there anything I could roll to try to understand? How uh, we could
4: do an insight would give you a monster's character's true intentions. Clues of body language, speech habits, mannerisms. Yeah. yeah that sounds like insight.
3: That sounds like insight. Let's do insight. I also have good oh, seven. It's not great.
4: Thank you have... Frankly, no idea. the The entire experience was rather jarring. But if you're pretty happy that you speak the language in the first place, but you don't remember why. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I really don't. All right. As we proceed, I would be more. I would feel very cautious because what he described seemed pretty crazy. So,
1: well, not to immediately put you on the spot, but as we walk, Ko would go. Where did you learn to speak? Uh, rock monster
3: eh uh, it was some books i found was boring time living in temple paylor temple thought it would be fun to have uh, you know different kind but of dialect to play with
1: they had books on speaking to rocks
3: yes uh, basic basic language skills
1: is is this normal
3: normal for for a rock man okay, like uh, me?
1: Follower of Pela or two? Uh
3: No. It was more okay. in fact probably don't mention it too much.
1: <laughs> do you speak other languages?
3: Um none that you would understand very well.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that sounded rude, I didn't mean it to be. Uh no, I speak uh hold on, what do I speak? Shit. I speak where's languages
4: uh, right there below your armor weapons tools below senses
1: yeah left side left
3: side oh here we go uh, I, sp- I speak common which as you know we are speaking minotaur orc of my home at least half my home people and primordial which is rock man.
1: You speak Minotaur.
5: Minotaur?
1: Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is that is oddly specific. I, this is one I do
3: not remember studying at all. I don't know why I know this. One.
1: <laughs> I think I think you're pulling my legs.
3: <laughs> well, when we get to Minotaur, at some point in our life, we I show I show you how I speak.
2: Say it something be- in Minotaur. What does it sound like?
3: Uh, it sounds yes. like. It's like this. They are like cow people. Very dirty, do not, not, not a big fan.
1: But enough to learn their language.
3: Well, as if, in a pinch, I can speak it. Yes.
1: <laughs> in case you stumble upon a labyrinthine maze and need to speak to a minotaur.
3: <laughs> well, you never know where a minotaur will be. Could be here, could be there, could be now, could be later. You never know. That's, this is why it's, it's good to know.
2: That's a good point.
1: Yes. You never know when you're going to encounter a Minotaur.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Luck favors the bold, Go, This I believe. And I'll pound my chest <clears throat> and then keep walking.
4: And this conversation happens as you guys continue to walk through the caverns. Of course, this means that we're not moving with any sort of stealth at the moment, but that doesn't really (laughs) seem like our group uh, in the first place. So we continue pretty loud and proud through the cavern, having some good laughs as we make our way towards an opening. And, Ko, you're first to hear it. Over the, the fun and laughter of your previous conversation, you hear something echoing down through the cave up ahead. It's disjointed at the moment. But with your passive perception of 16, you can pick out several different voices. Somebody's talking.
1: I would just very quietly go, hold up. What is it? I hear something up ahead. I think I'm going to go ahead and scout ahead.
0: Cool, I'll stay here.
1: What do you hear? What is is this that you hear? I want to try something. It's going to be a little weird, but... Uh, Bear with me. I'm going to try and activate my psionic power for Psychic Whispers. Awesome. So, as an action, choose up to two creatures you can see. Roll one psionic energy die, although for the first one after a long rest, you don't need it. Uh, For a number of hours, 1d6, I can speak to those uh, chosen creatures telepathically uh, within one mile. So... We will go ahead and uh, do that. Let me roll my d6.
4: How do you, uh, how do you go about this? Are you...
1: One hour. <laughs> Let's see.
4: It doesn't say there's any range to this, right? Uh, as long
1: as I'm within one
4: mile. You can speak with them, but it doesn't say anything along the lines like, you must be able to touch the creature to engage the psionic whispers.
1: Mm, nope. Just be able to see them. Two creatures you can see.
4: Okay, all right. Well, you've done some training with Wildfire for a bit and learned some psionic arts. How does this look from the outside? Do you do do like a two-fingers mind head touch? Do you sort of beckon their brains towards you? What what does Ko do to make this connection?
1: Well, Ko is still discovering this, so it doesn't look cool at all. There's no flourish to it. He squints and leans in really hard and his head shakes a little as he thinks (laughs) very loudly at them and like somebody coming over a PA system you hear hello hello
2: go you're in my head
1: greenkeeper says Uh, aloud, okay good it's working did you did you hear that spandemail
3: yes great so this is good that you uh, that we can hear these
1: I'm going to go scout ahead. Okay. And if I hear anything, or need you, I will just think at you with my brain.
3: Can we answer in the same way, hear. or do we have to, uh... We don't get to do that.
1: Uh, yes.
3: Okay. So I think back, I go, Ko, oh, you have a smelly face, and you'll, you, you can hear these. Yes?
1: Uh, I could, but you said it out that, so... Oh, yes. You just need to think it. Okay. Then okay, I'm, you
4: have I'm smelly gonna... face <laughs> in those sort of mental subtitles. <laughs> appears in your mind, Ko.
1: Perfect. Working. Uh, all right. I'm going to creep up ahead stealthily.
4: All right. Everyone roll a stealth. Those hanging back as well as
1: Ko. Okay. 24 for Ko.
3: Nice. Ugh, negative. Oh, I have disadvantage on this. Hold on.
2: Eleven.
3: Ten. Sounds bad as I thought.
4: Cool. You guys managed to stand still and not cause a racket in the back as Ko advances down the tunnel. I'm going to move your character here along the map. You enter into the open area of the cavern up ahead. And as you do, the voices continue to talk over. You hear some thumps and some slashes and some sort of kind of magical noise happening. As well as some and ah, yes, good hit, Norman. (laughs) I'm going to reveal a bit of the map here. To your right, Co, You see worked stone. Continuing down a tunnel. In fact, as someone who received a rather painful pile of needles into their buttocks in the previous style of ruins such as these, you immediately recognize it as the dungeon, much like the ones you guys found in the forest. The stone is worked into tiles on the floor that seemingly might be huge stone blocks. The whole thing is rather well fortified, and at the end you see how it curves to the left, and enters what would presumably be the area full of traps just like the one in the forest Uh, on the wall before that turn, you know, facing you is that top triangle symbol with the circle underneath the very top of the ruins hieroglyphs that you've seen before but the noise brings your eyes back around to the left, which would be down the actual cavernous part, the non-worked part. And you see three individuals. They are battling a dark mantle, and they seem to have just delivered the killing blow. You see Edgar Boonfellow, this is the dwarf, clad in his scale mail with his heavy helmet of metal. He's wielding a gray hammer and swings it through the air, smashes this flying squid beast. Alongside him is a rather pompous-looking redhead with a shield on his back wielding a great long bow. And he seems to have just used it. And in the back behind that is a hovering figure looking very regal with an el- with a elemental crackling glow about them of blue energy. A high elf. And they have in their hand a wand that is slightly sizzling. At the moment.
1: Uh, what race was the, was the archer guy? Human. Human?
4: The, Um. uh, completely out, you're completely out of view. You've, you've got a a wonderful stealth at the moment going, so they continue their conversation. Ah, and he takes his hammer and sort of flips it so the top of it, the, the heavy part is down and smacks it on top of the dark, dark mantle. Ah, fine shot indeed, Norman. Thank you, thank you. I'm rather adept at such things. Ah, yes, and might we move on and continue our exploration? Hey, you're eager to get out of here, eh, Phelan? Well, the likes of you probably never underground, eh? Eh? And the high elf slowly descends, his toes in his little slippers sort of touching down to the ground as he kind of picks a foot up and brushes off some mud. Uh, look at that, eh, huh? Norman, you're excited? A proper dungeon ahead. It has been a while, uh, a good long while, since we've had a proper dungeon to explore. This entire well business is far beyond our levels. It's all so tedious. I agree, I agree. We we are level four and have better things to do than clearing out wells, but let's beat the dungeon today, huh? We found it first. It's ours. Was that claim C- to it?
1: Co would use that moment to uh, step out of the shadows uh, or he would say before stepping out, I would maybe rethink the I was here first stance on all of these. Whoa! 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 Norman
4: puts an arrow in his bow quickly.
1: <sighs> hold, hold your fire. It's a friendly. You're all and so jumpy. This is that darkest Delve fellow that we found I'd call to the others It's okay to move forward
4: the, Awesome The, the Delve the Del- Yes, the group that named themselves a lower rank for some the reason The
2: darkest Delvers, thank you As <laughs> Grinkeeper walks around the side Hands on the hips
0: Alright, you're the uh, You're the expert group, huh?
3: You have heard of us before
1: we were all in the same meeting there. Oh, shit. This is,
3: this is correct.
1: Well, you were. Uh, we didn't see your fellows. They weren't all invited.
4: <laughs> yes, well, we've heard quite enough about you. Apparently you fought a Grick once, and that made you famous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Try four. Our several Gricks, discovered a dungeon, and that was day two if that was day two or not, but that's what we're going to say. Uh,
5: we're going to go with
1: it. Uh, yeah, it would have been day three. It would
4: have been day three for you all, but yeah, they don't, they don't exaggerating. have to know that. Yeah, they don't they have have know that. that. Oh, fine. You all get down here
0: from the well? We did. And how about this place?
1: It is, uh, very similar to the dungeon that we discovered in the woods. The one infested with gregs.
0: I heard you
4: weren't able to keep claim of that dungeon.
1: Well, we were very busy doing other tasks.
3: Hmm. Where did you hear this from?
1: I have
0: my sources. Hmm. Okay.
2: Grinkeeper's going to be studying the ruins to confirm that it is the dungeon from before with the Grix.
4: Cool. You head down and everyone on the map here, move yourselves where you would now be. I'll go ahead and kind of locate or move my heroes here in a line so you all can be talking to them. So if you walk away, then we know it. Boonfellow leads the way. Greenkeeper kind of wanders off. And Greenkeeper, as you get to the back there, you see that very symbol. The top of the triangle with the circle underneath that. You translate to mean sky people or, or, or people of the above. That'd be located on the wall right ahead of you as you look down that tunnel. Boonefellow speaks up. Norman, let's go easy on them, huh? We need friends in this business. I am Edgar Boonfellow. We met briefly, but I am a World Domain Cleric to smash the evils. This here is Norman Green, my pompous friend, who's very good with an arrow. And, of course, Phelan Ianya,
0: the Storm Sorcerer. A pleasure to meet you all, he says in the back.
1: And did your uh, party have a name?
0: Aye, we be the First Sons Brotherhoods.
4: We uh lost some sons a couple years back and we've sort of opened
1: up the curriculum. I was going to say to say interesting interesting name.
0: Well, it served
4: us for a time, and, and why ruin the branding at this point, eh? Everyone knows the first sons brotherhood
0: take on the most evil of quests when available
1: well we are the as you said darkest delvers Um, we are the original three uh, same founders and still established
4: oh uh, congratulations to you I'm sure that
0: will change in time best of luck to you though
2: we going to explore this dungeon?
1: I think we should. Cool. Yes.
2: Green Cooper will start heading back down again.
5: Oh, my
4: In the back speaks up the high elf, tall, six, seven or so. Now in this more open area, able to stand to his full height. The one who was hovering earlier, even. We came via this tunnel here. From Arwell, walking some thirty minutes or so through the winding caverns. We have not explored the area immediately behind us, though. When we entered the area and sort of scratches at his face lightly, and looks at what he found. Oh flicks away the grit. There was a dark mantle in here that kept us rather busy. We do know not do not know what's behind us. But if we want to do the dungeon first let us, in agreement, go together.
2: Why don't you guys secure the back? We've done part of a dungeon before. We can do this one. And then we can meet up.
0: Well, that sits a little hard with
4: us, for if you find loot and goods, well, we should have some claim over them as well, No.
2: Uh, I mean, I guess we could share. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna start this dungeon.
3: It's first come, first serve. That's how it works. You get there first, you get you get loot. Simple. Oh, we're the ones who saw it
4: first, after
1: all. Says but you didn't do
2: it, did you? You have to I get it. I don't <laughs> think that's all.
1: true. You you were down here after I had already gotten here. After we had already made our way this far. Yes, We watched you come to us.
4: Let's have a roll-off here. We got uh, all sorts of options available. Deceptions, persuasions, intimidates. You could even roll something else if you so choose as to make some sort of proclamation as to your ownership over the the dungeon ahead. What do you guys want to do?
3: I would attempt to use my size to intimidate. So I would whip around and uh, look tough. I believe
4: you get advantage on intimidate.
3: I definitely get a plus three, but I don't think I get advantage, do I? Let's see.
4: Oh, you gain proficiency in intimidate as a half orc. Oh, okay. So it's already
3: added in. It's already in there. All right, here we go. So here's my roll. Come on, baby. Fourteen. It's not too bad. (laughs) He says, hopefully.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'll try a persuasion on them as well with what I'm saying. Oh, that's a natural one for a three. Oof.
2: Grinkeeper will do a persuasion also, uh, 22.
0: Where are you located, Ko? Okay. So, Grinkeeper and Splendorbelt have both
4: could've... been kind of backing up, heading down the dungeon, being like, bye, bye. <laughs> Ko, you attempt to make a, a sort of like, my friend's here, where, and end up getting a one as you look around and they're already heading down the hallway there. Slenderbelt, what does intimidation look like for you?
3: Uh, wep- a weapon in each hand, shoulders back, head kind of down, looking a little bit uh, wicked at them, and saying, Rule is, we find first, we get all loot. This is rule. Only exception to rule is, we feel if we feel generous, maybe we give you something on way out, but that is no guarantee.
4: A very uh, business-like intimidation. Oh, yeah. Rings out. (laughs) Grinkeeper, you got a 22 on your persuasion. What do you say?
2: What she has been saying that, oh, yeah, that's great. We're going, though. You want to stop? You can come with. No one's stopping you.
4: All right. You all proceed, Grinkeeper, Splendor Belt, down the hall to the ruins. Cody, you run to catch up.
1: Yeah, Co's going to realize that, you know, he it didn't work and he's going to (laughs) just bow out gracefully. Your gumption over the dungeon
4: and with your previous. Expertise known via the meeting earlier, they let you have it. Norman sort of waves his hand at you dismissively. They turn back and start talking amongst themselves. Uh, though Boonfellow, the dwarf, seems to be gesturing at you all in an unknown statement that you can't overhear. You guys head down the dungeon.
1: Let's just keep on making friends. Let's go.
2: We're beloved.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the darkest elvers. We're the, the darkest elvers. elvers ever. No one doesn't love. group. Yeah.
4: Grinkeeper, you round the corner and you recognize this area. This would be the double giant doors that swing to over a pit. So this is where you ran basically down the hall with the poisonous needles, turned the corner, and found these great trap doors. The buttons to activate or to lower and raise the trap doors, you can see about 10 foot away from you over the top of this platform. Yeah.
2: Greenkeeper will explain what happened the first time they were here about the, the hole and everything and how she caught herself and then came back.
4: Cool, so Greenkeeper tells everybody that as she rounded the corner there was this great pit. Pressing that button that you can see just on the other side of the pits allowed you to raise up the trap door and cross it, though it did seem a little wary about how much weight goes on it. The trap doors, these large 10 by 10 stone sheets, are currently up. up so there's as no in, pit in front of you.
3: Oh, okay, so it's a hole.
4: They've dropped. Oh, no, you mean up, they're flat. They haven't dropped. Yeah, they are flat, okay. but Grinkeeper informs you that should they swing downward they would then descend into some sort of pit of unknown depth. Gotcha.
1: I think I will just play it safe and skip the pit altogether. I will try and jump it. Land in the safe <laughs> spot and then bounce back and make it across the other one. Like a rogue cool. mother Hey, look, I got a racial trait for mirthful leaps. If this isn't a mirthful leap, I don't know what it right. is. Right. Uh, so the let me roll the d8 for the mirthful leap just so we know what we're working with <laughs> 1 <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can go an extra foot when I jump but I am very acrobatic as well Do you want me to roll acrobatics? Oh Come yeah 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 yeah. I figured okay. you were already leaping. Uh,
4: yeah, 18. Cool. So in a double sort of jump, you jump over the first 10 feet easily, land, of clop of your hooves as you jump the other 10 feet and land right on the edge perfectly with no problem. Before you, you see the sea of tiny holes. That was likely those needle traps like in the
0: previous dungeon. Oh, these...
4: He is now on the other side of the up, solid ground platform traps that Grinkeeper has mentioned, though he is sort of standing still, looking down the hallway there.
2: What do you see?
1: It's the needle traps again.
2: Oh! Are there buttons?
1: Look around for a button.
4: You can see down, down, down the way. At the end of the hall, that button you would press that would tick. That would send a sort of timer to the needle trap. But as you're approaching from the opposite side, that button is now some 50 feet away.
1: I'm going to huck my rock at it. (laughs) Your tasty rock? All right. (laughs) Yeah, let's throw a tasty rock at it. Uh, All right, let's... I just did it as a short bow. I figure that's a ranged attack. Uh, But it's a nine.
4: All right. You throw your tasty rock down the hall. It hits the wall, misses the button, hits the ground, and is bombarded with tiny needles that shoot into the rock, bounce around a little bit, but it doesn't sort of set off the whole hallway, just the immediate area. And so it's... And then clink, 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 of all the needles hitting the ground. (laughs)
1: Uh, about how much force was it taking to uh, push those buttons before? Decent amount or? It was pretty solid. Uh, you you kind of had to
4: not just your thumb, you had to brace your whole sort of hand into getting that push in.
1: If <laughs> I shot it with an arrow. That'd be enough force. That could work. All right. I'm going to take out the short bow and shoot an arrow at it. Okay. Natural 20 for a 25.
4: Nice. All right. You shoot the heck out of that button. In fact, with the natural 20, the arrow flies. Let's even give it a little bit of a uh, uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves camera as it goes Zoo, by and hits the button and embeds itself in the button. And you hear.
2: Nice.
4: As the thing appears to be stuck, permanently pressed down for
0: the time be
1: alright well I'm gonna I'm gonna urge them to cross and I'm gonna start cautiously making my way up because I see the little alcove uh, and I want to peek around that corner
4: alright you you press a hoof on the ground seems okay and you advance down the hall making your way towards that little alcove (laughs) Now, this alcohol cove last time was explored by Grinkeeper. Uh, Co, having fallen on his button become poisoned by that time, I believe. Yep. Yep. Accurate. So as it t- 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 grr- t- t- you approach and you see a solid stone door with the seams around the side, particularly on the bottom, and then a button immediately to your
0: left
1: Alright, I will uh I'll step into that. Uh, actually, you know, you know what? Just in case something goes wrong with the button, uh it's held for now. I'm gonna go wait by the button though. Just in case it needs another press. Someone will be there.
4: Oh, you're gonna go to the far end of the hall by the button that has the arrow in it.
1: Yeah, just in case one of them needs it pressed if something goes wrong. Cool, you
4: take up position by the button. We go back to Splendor Belt and Grinkeeper who are currently back at the beginning of the first pit trap.
0: Woof.
2: Uh, Splinterbelt, hold my arm. I'm gonna touch it with my foot, and we'll see what happens.
3: Okay. I hold tight. Here it goes. No, hold on. All
2: right. And then with the arms clasped, Grinkeeper will put a foot... On one of the concrete the stone doors on the floor, and slowly put more weight on it,
4: all right, question for you. What has become of the
3: bag of concrete um still here, right um
2: we should have been yeah dragging it,
3: yeah, I'd have it I'd still be okay.
4: carrying it. Do you all continue to carry it i so Splendor belt once. On our very, very first mission, with more than enough strength, kept it on his shoulder for the entire walk yeah. and wasn't exhausted by that or anything. So, we can say that Slender Belt's just been toting it. Yeah, totally. Just carrying cool. it. Cool. Yeah. So, you got one arm up on the bag and one arm out for Grinkeeper. Yep. Grinkeeper, how much do you weigh?
2: That's a good question. <laughs> uh, let's see. It looks like currently she's carrying, plus her weight, 136 pounds.
4: 136. That would be just your item weight at the moment because you have a giant hammer that is some oh, uh, 60 good. pounds. You have cast-off uh, chainmail armor, which is 55 pounds. I mean, you're, you're ripped underneath. So
2: she's, she's five, so she's probably about 120, 125 Okay. So we're looking at two eighty ish.
0: Wonder about roll athletics. Okay.
3: Oh, that's almost a natural twenty. Uh, sixteen.
4: Grinkeeper, give me an acrobatics.
2: That was almost a 1. A 16.
4: <laughs> okay, so this is more of a pull by Splendor Belt, and you manage to put your weight on your back foot, and you just topple back over onto the ground. As you step down, it gave the weight too much, and the pit opened up. The stone slat, 10 by 10 feet, slamming into the wall below.
2: Thank you, Splendor Belt.
4: Co, you at the end of the hall here.
2: <laughs>
1: Is everybody all right?
2: We're okay.
1: We're okay.
2: Floor's not solid, though.
3: <laughs> We're making our way to you.
0: Grinkeeper,
4: you recover your position, but what now?
2: Is there a button on the other side of the wall?
4: There is. That'd be the button right at the edge of the first of the two pit traps
1: coming back from where Ko is. That's pretty far. Do you need a hand with anything?
2: There's a button!
3: Yeah. There's
1: always a button.
3: You could push button. Too far for us to reach.
1: Co go running back to the other side and push the button. Ooh, the, the giant slash
4: stone swings up via its hinges and once again connects making the floor solid
1: did that just reset the trap or is that uh, a permanent fix
2: that's a good question uh, how much weight did it take for the door to uh, bust open
3: yeah how much leaning did she do
4: you had moved the majority of your weight onto there so you said you were about 120 pounds and so we're sitting at around that'd be 236 so somewhere in that range the trapdoor opened
2: okay but it was solid otherwise
4: right until you put basically your full weight upon it okay is
3: the button, Should- is the button like a, um, um, uh, like a stone, it's like a stone button, right? Right. Hmm.
2: All right, Slenderbelt. I think we might have to leave some stuff here.
3: Uh, we, ha- we have to take cement. How far is that where Co is? Could I heave that over there? <laughs> you can give it a throw. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we know it weighs less than she does. So, in theory, even if I miss, it won't trigger the trap, right? I mean, we may have trouble getting the rest of the way, but it's not... You know, even terminal velocity won't be her total weight. It's
4: worth a shot. The bag is about 80 pounds.
3: Oh, for my size, I could totally do this. All right. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to make an attempt to hurl it across to where Co is, or near where Co is, so we, so we don't have that weight with us as we figure this All out. All
4: right. Let it rip. All right. Athletics.
3: Athletics it is. A 17.
4: Okay. You get a little bit of a spin going, and you throw the bag. It goes over the first. Pit trap. Yeah, crosses the solid piece in between the five foots. You know that span between the two pits and lands and slides, and you kind of see the door on the next pit trap go,
0: <laughs>
4: but doesn't fall <laughs> open. Okay, the bag would be located. I'm going to mark it in. Let's see with a token here, so it sits on top of the second pit trap.
3: Okay. That little black one. So not f- quite far enough to clear all that. Co, can you reach the bag of cement?
1: Um, Not without standing on the trap.
3: You don't have st- stick or some, I don't know, something...
1: If we wanted to cut open the bag of cement, maybe.
3: <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I should
2: try and push it, and Greenkeeper's gonna take her chainmail off. She's gonna leave her warhammer, and she's gonna go with her javelin of lightning and her shield. But the backpack she'll take off too, and it's just the basics.
0: Cool. That
4: javelin of lightning is only two pounds, according to the sheet here. All right. How do you proceed?
2: She'll get on all fours for this first one and shimmy backward so that if the door opens, she can hold on to the top with her two hands.
4: I gotcha. You begin the shimmy, and as you cross onto it with your weight now around... This would only be about 140 pounds total. It gives a little give, but holds solid.
2: Okay, that was scary. And then she'll slowly make her way to where the cement bag is, but before getting on it, she'll use her javelin to push it further until it's onto the the firm ground on the other side.
3: Hopefully, okay. the, the blunt end of your uh, <laughs> of deck.
2: <laughs> Please tell me you yell that out because she totally would have used the pointy don't end. Don't <laughs> use pointy end, you break
3: bag. Don't do it.
2: Grinkeeper pauses about to use the pointy end and then flips it. <laughs>
4: <Pointy> <laughs> as, uh, as Splendor Belt yells out, uh, don't use the pointy end, you hear from down the cavern, You're right down there.
3: We're fine, we have it covered Calm. Don't worry about it Go do your own thing We have this
4: Alright, like extreme pool You know, the the, the billiards You push That bag off the platform And onto the ground
1: by Co He'd grab it and drag it clear In case anybody needs to jump or do anything
4: Alright, and Grinkeeper continues her shimmy.
2: Yep, until she reaches the other side.
4: Alright, Grinkeeper, you find yourself on the other side. Do you uh do you just have a plain tunic you use underneath your armor, or do you actually have like some of your fancy dress clothes underneath there?
2: Oh no, it wouldn't be fancy dress clothes. It would be the most basic shirt and pants combo that's found at the most basic store in town.
4: Cool. All right, Splendor Belt, you're the only one left on the side.
3: I am too fat. <laughs> uh, if, I get, if I get on plate, it will go. I don't know what to do. Because I am too big, right? There's no way. Even naked, I, I'm too big. Let's see. In your
4: description, you didn't write your weight, but I believe when we asked you previously, it was like 240 or
3: something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, half work. Pretty big. Yeah, I'd say yeah about 240 nude (laughs) anything extra on me would make it way more which you have 178
4: pounds of scale mail double maces, chain a a second
3: set of chain mail apparently yeah (laughs) i would uh (laughs) wait two shields yeah don't ask me why that happened I really Too don't like crossbows. Again, all I did was the basic kit. I didn't add I didn't it sounds those. like maybe
1: you added it twice though, because it sounds like you got two of everything.
3: That's what it sounds like. But and two you're two right, shields, there. two
1: chain mails, two maces.
3: I need to get rid of the two maces I meant to do. Maybe it did okay. maybe I said basic kit or something and it put three items in there, I'm not sure. But the but the maces are supposed to be two. The rest of it is not really supposed to be there. So we can
1: I think you should dual wield shields. I we think very <laughs> cool.
3: <laughs> dual wield shields dual wield my chain armor like why not
1: I'm like a double Captain America
3: <laughs> yeah so I don't know how to handle that other than that's not supposed to be there so we can, we can enforce the rule and I have all too much shit with me but either way if I'm naked that thing's, that thing's fallen out so I don't know what to do probably I probably have to wait
5: or jump like Code did. Button? I
3: could try. Huh. I mean, that's athletics or what? Yeah, that'd be athletics.
1: I understand that maybe it was a bad idea to leave the rope behind, but does anybody else carry rope?
2: Uh. Uh, and Greenkeeper will look at her pack that's back across <laughs> the way. <laughs> <laughs> I could go back, though. It's okay.
1: We, he we'll tie could, the rope to me. No, he okay. could throw the rope. It's, we, we can do this. Okay. Splendor Belt, get the rope.
3: One second, I'm deleting second crossbow from inventory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't know why it is even in this. Um, okay, sorry.
1: I imagine the literal version of that. He's just reaching into a bag and just going... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just chucking. He's open the there.
3: pit, and he's just
2: chucking.
4: Yeah, something. I mean,
3: you could. How how are you getting rid of these items? I'm throwing them just behind me, just on the ground. Okay, clang. clanging. I'm never gonna need them again, so they're just leaving. Uh, Co, Tell me
1: again what you need. What you say? Get get the rope out of uh, Grinkeeper's bag.
3: Oh yes, okay, I can do it. I'll bend over her bag and pull out the
1: rope. Hold on to one end throw me the other
3: okay I'll throw him the rope I throw him the idol he throws me the whip no I throw him the rope
4: cool since there's no immediate danger we won't make you throw the rope as it might take multiple times but, but it doesn't, doesn't really matter
0: okay
1: You throw the rope am- over. oh go ahead now continue I'm gonna take a uh, is it called a piton or a python piton uh, it's in my inventory part of my adventuring gear I'm going to take a hammer, also in my adventuring gear. I'm going to hammer that thing into the wall. It's designed to create anchor points on smooth surfaces. Uh, In fact, actually, let's let gravity work for us. We're going to hammer it into the floor and we will tie the rope through it to create a secure anchor point for him.
4: Cool. You could even use one of the needle holes as your point of entry.
1: Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah and give him a solid rope with which to move uh, with.
4: Alright, Splendor Belt, you are secured. You have dropped several items, reducing your overall weight, but not by much. It's time for the Athletics Jumps.
3: Alright, here we go. Number one. Come on. Oh, 21. Okay. Dirty 21. You
4: managed to get a little bit of a running start and very much like Ko, you do it Ten foot jump and sort of stumble, but manage to get the other ten feet and end up on the other side. Okay. Without incident. Okay.
1: All right. We'll tie the slack so he doesn't have a big old giant rope if he does fall, and <laughs> let him go again.
3: All right. Roll again. Here we go.
4: No, he's already made it. He did the, the, both the initial jump. Oh, and he did double. Oh, oh okay. that's he rode double. That okay. Initial awesome. okay cool. Momentum. Because there's only a five foot platform between the two pits. Even better. So. Holding on to that momentum, carried himself all the way over to the other side. Awesome. We are now all three on the far side of the pits. On top of the poison traps, which are deactivated with that clink,
0: clink, clink. Where do we go? The adjacent room. Grinkeeper immediately picks herself up
4: and heads to the small side room that she knows exists from the previous dungeon. And there's the button.
2: The button is pressed.
4: She presses the button. The door up and reveals a small room. And very much like the previous room, Grinkeeper, there is the old... signs of an armory... There is a stone chest out in front of you, very much in the position the previous one was, and along the walls, not missing this time, you see eight seemingly spears, torches, some sort of long pipe-like object made of the same stone-metal hybrid and covered in those same elven runes twisting around it. But there's no point at the top of these,
1: just a small hole.
2: Hey, Ko, I think this might be for you.
1: Um, let me take a look. I'm gonna go in, and, uh... I guess the first thing I want to do is check... Let's check the chest for traps. Let's see if we can discern if it is trapped in some way.
4: Cool, let's do a
0: investigation (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) you have no idea
4: the small stone chest of sorts is a box and on top of it slid into the box itself with a rim around the edge that holds it above is a stone plate
1: Um, looking at the items that are on the sides of the room, do they seem fastened into it?
4: They're are leaning. They, they, there's little brackets that divide them, much like you might have a series of armaments in a guardhouse.
1: I grab one. You grab it. Great. Maybe we all take one.
2: Cool. Am I free to open the chest?
1: Splendor belt, take two. Okay. I will take Um, two. I have room now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It doesn't... I don't recognize any traps on it, but...
2: Awesome! And then she'll go into squat position and...
1: (laughs) And she heaves it up and it slides
4: off the back and... Down on the ground. And inside is a sort of uh, cone, a a horn, like a a cornucopia of sorts, a megaphone.
1: Stanley was here. (laughs) He wanted me to find his treasures.
4: This looks like it was laid in the same sort of stone metal hybrid, but in rings, almost like it was made of clay being layered on top of it and then smoothed and it ends in this great opening a kind of uh
0: billabuster's out
1: hmm do you have any idea what it is
2: uh a uh, horn
1: I have no idea. Maybe we just take it with us.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, wait, can you make it do the thing like your blade used to do?
1: I'll pick it up, and I'll think at it real hard.
4: <laughs> you, you think at this horn, and nothing happens. However, in your offhand, where you're now wielding this long spear, the same crystalline energy emerges from the end. Apparently, these are psychic
1: spears. <clears throat> Psy-spears. Well, these seem to be responding, but uh, not so much this.
2: Cool, I'm going to blow in it. And then Green Keeper grabs it and goes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> And that's where we'll take a break. Oh, <laughs> perfect.
2: no.
3: Perfect, perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay.
2: Summon all the demons of hell. That's right. It's
3: okay. We're gonna take a, a quick eight or so minute break. Everybody, uh, come on back in a second. And if you're just sitting there, feel free to just sit there. You don't have to leave. Uh, but we'll be back in a moment, right here on There Will Be Dungeons. All right, <clears throat> we're back and we're back to it. Uh, take it away, there, DM of ours. Everyone, roll Constitution saving throws. Oh shit. Oh no! That didn't sound good at all.
1: Is this a spell or magical effect?
4: Uh, this is a magical effect. Yes. Sweet.
3: Uh, ten a for four? me. A four? Oh.
1: <laughs> An eighteen. The brown note. Get ready. <laughs> it's a brown note.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna need that. Clean that armor.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna need. Yeah, I'm gonna need that other armor that I left behind.
4: <laughs> okay, we got a 4, a 10, and Ko got an 18? 18. No, 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 no. Yep.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, 18.
4: All right, Ko, you're fine. It was very, very loud. Splendor Belt and Greenkeeper, you both take 19 points of thunder damage. Uh, thunder is sonic damage. It just means that it was sound. There was an actual electricity in the air. Okay. And you are deafened.
3: I'm sorry. How many points? How many? How much? Nineteen. Add? Nineteen.
4: This explodes, rings out in this tiny room. What have we got here? Twenty by fifteen. So not the smallest room in the world, but it blasts. And as the sound ends, only Coke can hear.
1: Are you guys all right in there? <laughs> We're
4: fine.
1: Yep. We we're.
3: Uh, it's fine. Can can those who were damaged hear him? No. Okay. Y- his,
4: his lips are, are mouthing words you do not know okay. and cannot hear. So is it like so you
3: do, a, is it like every movie where a bomb has gone off and all I hear is like the the horrible whistle sound? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Exactly. All right. That's unfortunate.
4: Uh, but we are under the hour marks, so. Co, your mental connection with everybody for psychic whispers is still
1: intact. Uh, well, I I would first be mouthing to them. Are you all, all right? What? Ah, okay. I
3: am. De- I, I cannot will. hear you if you are saying words. I don't hear them.
1: I will send them a telepathic message then. Are you all alright?
3: Uh, mine back will be Does it look like I'm okay?
2: Grinkeeper will scream back, trying to think it too. Is that you, Cole?
1: <laughs> <laughs> just just <laughs> nod. Underbell's
4: mental subtitles arrive with you know, little hyphens very much in his accent. <laughs> Grinkeepers appear shaking at the bottom of your eye screen in capitals.
1: and is she yelling it out loud as well oh yeah at the same time
4: Okay. Okay.
1: I don't think we should blow the horn anymore
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good idea
1: Grinkeeper
4: you are in possession and it's on your character sheet there of a horn blasting and as you look down on it you see the end of that, uh, that that cone that happens at the end of the horn is a small
0: crack that wasn't there before. Cool. As you all
4: stumble around a bit, try to get your bearings, Ko talks you down via his mental telepathy. The deafened fades after about a minute.
1: Okay. And you all seem pretty uh, stunned. Do you think you need a rest? Do we need to stop a moment?
2: Yeah, I could use a fiver.
1: <laughs> did, she, did
3: you take... Kristen, did you take as much damage as I did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, yes, I could go for a rest. I'm hurt, get out, <laughs> gr- I'm hurt badly.
4: You all pop a squat and take a short rest here as there is no danger. Popping out your various rations, leftover potatoes, maybe a rock that was given to you recently. And we short rest it.
0: That's a dumb roll. (laughs) Was that for
1: something? Yeah, I'm using hit die to recover my HP.
3: gotcha. But
4: you rolled a bad hit die.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to do... Two hit die. Here we go. Did it work? How come it didn't work? Oh, 15. Heal. All right. I feel good about that.
2: All right. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, I will try to use these things... In a safer location,
5: <laughs>
2: I feel really bad about that.
1: Yes, please. I mean, I have to say, I was very curious about what the horn would do, and yeah. it turns out it did what the horn does—maybe uh, a little louder than expected. If oh. you
3: ever, you ever need to take me out, you know how you know how to do it.
4: <laughs> a head pops around the door. It's the head of the high elf. You can see him almost completely 90 degrees. His head sort of emerges sideways. Is everyone okay in here? You all have been resting. A short rest is about an hour long. So after the massive blast, apparently he decided to investigate.
1: You decided to join us. Welcome. Yeah, we're fine. Just uh I don't know why I'm Scottish all the time. We're days. fine. Uh we're fine. <laughs> uh, Just
2: needed a drink. <laughs>
1: Just needed a wee bit of a rest.
4: Oh, I figured there would be more after the fine, but Yeah, yeah no, we we're no, we're, we're
1: we're fine. Just uh, you know, having some food and um you know, taking it easy. Don't Want to overexert ourselves? We've been—it's been a busy day. We've fought many things.
0: Very well.
4: And his head hovers back away.
1: Is he moving forward, or is he moving like he's moving back the way he came? Okay. All right. We don't want those guys to get ahead of us. I think. (laughs) No, we do not.
4: You'll emerge from the small room back onto the many, many holes of the poison needle trap currently stuck and making its clicking noises. You see the high elf hovering about a foot off the ground, make his way to the turn and turn and go back across the pit traps. What, just by jumping
1: or something? Just hover over all the traps. Magic users, they have it so easy. (laughs)
2: They do, don't they? (laughs) Grim Keeper totally doesn't get it.
3: Missing Nash's pants all of a sudden. Level 13 pants. Uh, Yeah.
4: All right, we're up. We're about. We've refreshed our health after the mighty blast of the Horn of Blasting. Where do you guys go?
2: Down the poison trap hall.
4: Yep. All right, you all round the corner. And you see a normal-looking hallway that extends and goes left again.
2: Any traps down this one? Greenkeeper uh, will say behind her.
1: I'm gonna investigate for traps. Thirteen. And
0: with the thirteen,
4: you look around. And you don't see any traps. However, your investigation causes you to jar your memory. And you remember that this bend, in particular, is where you found the skewered grick. There was a spear trap that shot out of the wall.
1: Do I notice any buttons at the end of the hall?
4: Not in your vision. Okay. In fact, you guys never found where this button was located on your initial dungeon delve in the forest.
3: Hmm. But we... Well, hmm. seems reasonable to think we just maybe didn't see it. That we just missed it, right?
4: Right, and that particular trap had a grick currently skewered upon it, and the rest of the spears... That were coming out of the wall were broken off as the Grix had forced past the dead one. Mm. So long ago. I mean, that was a a month and a half ago.
1: I mean, maybe we just try and run really fast.
2: Yeah, I'm down for that. And Grinkeeper will start bouncing, getting ready to run.
1: Uh, Just say what? I'm going to sprint down the hall. I have a 35-foot walking speed, so I think that puts me as the fastest. So 70 feet sprinting. Um, But I'm going to be ready to dive if I see any spears or hear hear anything coming my way. Cool. You run.
4: And you make it to the far side. But right behind you, maybe if you were even five foot slower you would have been caught. The spears shoot out the sidewall and then slide back into their slots.
1: Okay, now that I'm at the end of the hall, I'm gonna... Let me see if I can find uh, any sort of button. Yeah! Do another look around.
3: This is a good idea.
1: Uh, another thirteen. You find it pretty
4: clearly right there just around the corner is another stone button for
1: you to press. All right, let's press it.
4: You press it and the spears er, slide out to about halfway, making themselves visible. And a tick begins to tick.
2: As Soon as Grinkeeper hears the first tick, she's off.
4: Runs around the spears. Woo! Fast, Ticks over six God. seconds and then slides back into the wall.
2: Thunderbelt! Yeah. You're up!
3: Okay. I'll go for Push it. Push
2: it
4: again. Cool. And you walk by the spears without incident. Alright. And you see ahead of you, much like it was in the previous dungeon, a long set of stairs going up. Now this set of stairs is longer than the forest dungeon went. These are stone steps made of the same sort of ruined stone placed in these large blocks heading up at about a 45 degree angle. And you can see a small room at the top. But as of right now, dark vision and light doesn't show you beyond the very edge of that room.
2: All right. Usual marching order? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Be right Let's proceed carefully. We don't know if we have gone through everything that there is to go through.
2: Greenkeeper will nod and will. She's not fast this time, but her steps are very um, steady and sure, but careful.
4: All right. Everyone starts heading up the stairs, and you reach the room at the top. Though the stairs continue through it. On the sides, it divides into these sort of platforms. And there are six in total. On the left and right, a big, flat, 10 by 10 stone block. And then the stairs kind of in the middle between them go up, 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 and then about five feet above that is another 10 by 10 stone block. And then up, 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 another 10 by 10 stone block. And beyond it, you can see the top of the stairs lead to a solid block of stone and looking at it Co. you can see that the stone divides down the center into these large 15 by 10 foot sheets and that's where the stairs just sort of end into that sheet
0: into that stone ceiling.
1: And will keep, um,
2: keep going very cautiously.
1: Yeah, I'll follow. Just keep an eye out for any sort of buttons or levers or anything that uh might precede us further beyond this point.
3: Cool. And this the two of you is this, sorry, on. is this as far as we can see down here at the end of this hall?
1: Correct, correct. Okay. The the stairs
4: end as they touch the ceiling. Okay. As you climb up the steps, Grinkeeper and Co, you see another set of that stone 10 by 10 area. The very top one has two braziers on either side. May have that stone as well. There is a old sort of powder inside that you're not sure what it is at a glance. But Co, you note that on each one of these six 10 by 10 stone platforms, off to the side of the stairs, is a hole. A hole about an inch and a half
0: in diameter. Right in the center of it.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna reach out and kind of pick up some of the, pa- some of the powder, give it a smell. See if I can identify it at all.
4: Okay, let's do an investigation. Or an insight. I guess insight's uh, ne- more
1: people. 19 on the investigation. 19? It's.
0: It's tart and sour.
1: Does the Gross. um, just out of curiosity, does the circumference of the hole match the uh, circumference of the spears that we're carrying?
4: You hold the two next to each other, and it does? I'm
1: gonna stick one in one of the holes.
4: All right, where are you located when you do this?
1: Uh, let's see. The braziers are up at the front, right? Yeah, the top of the stairs. So I probably would be doing this at probably this one over here. Cool.
4: And you just insert it in? Yep. You insert it in, and as you push it down, you feel a sort of click. And then the platform you're on, this 10 by 10 stone, also gives an additional click as it shifts downward.
1: I think we should try putting all of these spears in these.
2: Yeah. Greenkeeper will go put hers in at the slab across from Ko's.
0: Alright, Greenkeeper mans the center right slat.
1: And then you have two, Splendor Belt.
0: Okay.
3: Shit, hold on a second. Ignore me for a minute. Something fell back here.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Bell does have two on him. There are six platforms in total, Co. Oh,
0: that's good point.
2: Were there um, six in the armory room?
1: There
0: were eight back there. Eight. Oh,
1: why did I think there were four? Okay. Okay, back. Uh, so that means
3: we I'm don't have go. two. We need two.
1: Did I'm I gonna go get. Right? Uh, I'm gonna go get more. Okay. Do you that leave your right.
4: spear in the
3: hole?
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I do.
4: <laughs> As you step off the platform, it raises again and gives a click. But the spear stays right where it is.
1: Hmm. Oh, we might need our... Might need the other party. Okay. Uh, Regardless, I'm going to be heading back. I'm going to go down the stairs, push the button, dodge the spears, and uh, head back into the uh, armory. Cool. So you grab two more? I'll grab the rest. Okay, just a big pile of uh, a big psychic spears. big bundle of sp- psychic spears. Heading down the hall. And then I will, uh... I'll call out... Uh, Boonfellow, How are you there? Just screaming down the hall? Just yell. Let's see. They be, I mean, they've been nosy. They keep popping around the corner every couple of seconds. I figure I don't have to yell too loud. yeah: Uh I think we have something, but I think we are going to need each other to get any further if you are interested.
4: Uh. All right. teamwork it is, then. Yeah, I had to change a heart?
1: Nope, just needed six people. Oh. I didn't have a. I't. Talk- <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay okay
1: let's just do it okay okay okay.
4: all right all right we'll be there
1: I will uh, wait for you make sure you make it past the traps okay do you watch where do do you wait for them I wait for them uh, I'd go to the edge of the uh, overlooking the pit trap so I could advise them to get over the pit trap We still have an anchored rope, if need be, to help them.
4: All right, they round the corner there. The High Elf explains the traps before them as he's already passed them and opens his arm wide. And the dwarf kind of hicks up his pants. All right, well, I ain't got no shame about it. And he holds his arms up like a small child. (laughs) And the High Elf scoops him up concentrates for a moment, whispers some magic, and begins to hover, and hovers across, depositing Edgar Boonfellow to the other side, goes back, grabs Norman, and picks him up very much in the same same way.
1: Alright, then I would just run ahead. Uh, When we get to the spears, I would dash again, wait by the button to help guide them through at that point.
4: All right. they, they seem uh, helpful but skeptical since you're doing all of this with a giant pile of spears in your arms. <laughs> but they make it down the hall, observe the, the clicking mechanism on the wall there, and talk a little amongst themselves, and then round the spear trap thanks to your help and find the stairs. And behind you as they head up the stairs you can hear them talking in a language you don't quite understand, but one you've heard around enough they seem to be conversing in dwarvish and they seem to be having a bit of, a bit of fun in whatever they're saying Hmm
3: But none of us can understand it, right? Nobody speaks dwarvish Uh, oh! Grinkeeper speaks dwarvish, apparently Oh Well, hey, hey Hey,
2: <laughs> hey Hey <laughs>
4: And as as they come up, you hear some little bits of the whispered conversation here in the tunnel, Grinkeeper. Mostly they're asking Norman, now what'd you hear about these guys? Where where where'd you get this information? What who the hell are they?
2: And in the uh, Dorvish, Grinkeeper will yell back, We're the darkest Delvers! We've told you already! Now come on!
0: Yeah, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> as they
4: reach the top of the steps near you all underneath his beard, underneath his helmet you can see a blushing dwarf rather embarrassed that his language has been found out
0: <laughs> yeah. okay alright, all
4: you're the experts, fine, fine, nice job on the buttons, uh, what do you need from us?
1: alright, well what we're going to do is, um let's see uh, each of you take a spear and I'll hand out spears and right. stand on a platform put it in the middle like this and I will demonstrate uh, on the platform I was on I'll go back to there
0: alright
4: All right. well you heard him lads let's divide up and they all divide up into their various spots uh splunderbelt
0: yeah edgar Boone fellow let's see co
4: and norman all put in their spears and then the platform clinks down however the high elf descends from his slight hover touching down ever so gently in his cloth robes
0: and grinkeeper in her tunic Stand with their spear in the hole, but it doesn't click. Grinkeeper will start
2: jumping up and down on her platform. <laughs>
4: <laughs> As she does, it goes, click, 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 click. Oh,
2: um... It's not clicking, or it is, but something's not clicking.
1: Seems like maybe the weight is not enough.
4: Ah, classic pla- pressure plates. All righty, here you there, lady. And he takes off his helmet and puts it on your platform. Oh, and then cool! Drops his hammer on your platform as well, and it clicks down. Thank you no problem. Oh you're lightweight All right, Yana let's let's get you set up here. Who's got stuff? I spent my stuff
1: uh let's see. I don't know. Splendor belt's got two of everything. What have you got <laughs> what have you got?
3: Well, I did, but it's <laughs> back at the thing. It's piled up somewhere so if I. Give him any of that. I have to promise it it's just back there. My my double of everything.
1: Uh, I have 20 pounds of rations. Alright. You take a massive
4: bag of lunch and put it next to him. Norman goes, I can help as well, and unloads his shield and places on the on the platform, and it clicks down. Our camera goes outside of the dungeon oh boy, a view of the temple of Pelor the worshipping room the room of penance where Splendor Belt has spent several hours multiple times uh, being disciplined by sitting on his knees on the cold stone floor the great mural ahead with the sun shining out scaring off various demons and monstrous beings on the wall ahead there are several pews that line the edges of the room, but in the center sits three monks on their knees, looking most uncomfortable, but praying to Paylor with all their might.
3: Uh, great these are my people. Th- Look at these. Well, you're not there. Oh, I'm not there yet. Never no, forget, no. camera's gone without me. I'm just <laughs> this imagining. This is merely this. Our,
4: our faraway camera at the moment.
3: Right. There is a great. <laughs> th-
4: th- th- the monks look up from their devoted prayers as they are slowly lifted into the air sliding down the panels as they, whoa, and the pews are pushed up against the walls the mosaic on the floor breaks into pieces as these two large stone slats open up in the middle of the temple of Paylor. and above you, right where the ceiling was, the stairs continuing outside you see the ceiling of the temple where you've spent so much time over the last month and a half.
3: I just see the temple? Like the.
4: You're inside of it. You apparently broke through the floor of the Temple of Pelor.
3: Oh, what?
4: An afternoon sun beams through the windows of the temple. And you hear. Oh! oh, oh of the
0: monks being shoved aside. <laughs>
3: Okay. Uh, I'll be just shocked by this. I won't know what to make of it.
2: It's pretty bright up there.
1: It seems we found a bit of a shortcut back to town.
3: Yeah, it does not make sense. Well, let me ask you this. Does, does, uh... Does it seem obvious to my character that this—that we did that very thing, that we found a shortcut back to town, that we found a way up under the thing, or does this feel magical to me? Like I got there in a way that's not natural.
4: This seems uh, physical of reality. You guys hiked from the well for some 30 minutes to an hour through winding tunnels, heading mostly east, according to your best directions, though, of course, you were underground, which may have placed you directly underneath the temple of Pelor and you may have activated the platforms in such a way that the temple that was built atop the ruin has now forced itself through the temple floor, breaking the mosaic there, and
3: here we are. Okay. Well, then I'll accept it for what it is and I'll I'll, I'll look around for um you know, one of my seniors, basically somebody who I can you know, explain ourselves to and tell them what, what's going on or why we're in there because they're going to be pissed.
4: Splendor Belt is the first to head up the stairs and looks around at the mess of the discipline and prayer and penance room. And coming around the corner is Brother Maynard. Oh, what? Shit.
0: What? <laughs> what? Is it? The... Splendor Belt, what are you doing in the floor?
3: It's fine. Calm yourself down. Like, he's uh, he's fine. Beautiful
0: room, but ancient <laughs> floors of devotion.
3: It looks it, bad. I know. It's not our. It's not my fault. <laughs> I will. I will. Explain suddenly. yourself. Explain yourself, Mister Thunderbolt.
1: It, it, well, it is a little bit
3: useful. Okay. <laughs> We're all there, right? My friends are there. We're all yeah, okay.
4: You, you you, are. With the previous room you were in with the platforms and the spears and the entire dungeon that you passed through is still right behind you, and those top of the stairs ne- now lead outside okay. into the Temple of
3: Pelor. Okay. I will say, uh, look, how were we to know this mission would lead here? This was not known to us.
0: What uh, mission?
3: Well,. I have to eat, see. I can't just hang out here all the time. I have to do job. So jobs pay money. I go with friends, we do job. Sometimes job takes us weird places. Today the weird place happened to be Smack dab in the middle of temple.
4: Uh, who 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 else is in there?
3: Uh, these, uh yeah. <laughs> these are my yes. friends. This is Greenkeeper. This is uh co we we work together for the betterment of mankind uh and also for for money for gold
4: Grinkeeper comes out in her tunic wielding the javelin and the shield right alone otherwise yes. without items
2: oh and don't forget the other party come on up everyone
4: all right uh Hiya, Brother Maynark. Boonfellow, what, what are you doing in my floor? Excuse me, I went to a little Scottish there. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening to a lot of us today. What are you doing in my floor? Why aren't you working with the Temple of Heronius? Why would you. As- now, 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 Brother Menarch, it's not. Well, it, it was this man's idea. Any points you Yuko?
1: Oh. Um. It's official. Uh, guild business. Guild business, right.
4: The. the group that. fireballed my well earlier today.
1: Guild business. Uh, we are not with them. <laughs> we cannot uh, support their actions, but we will assume that it was necessary.
2: You have a dungeon under your floor.
1: <laughs> I,
0: uh, I. Did guess you know so. that?
3: No. We <laughs> no. didn't either. <laughs> See, it's not anyone's fault. Nobody knew. If you knew, you would have said we would have, you know, they would be blocked off, whatever. But no, no one knew.
0: Is there monsters, Mr. Spunderbell? Uh, I think
1: we would told to expect a monster we never saw.
3: Yeah, this is true.
1: Oh,
2: and Grinkeeper will look back at the other group and mouth, did you guys secure the back?
0: Norman pipes up. We were
4: in the understanding that once the dungeon was cleared, we would report back. As there was nothing to seal.
1: Wait, nothing to seal? How did you get down here if there is nothing to seal? The well. Okay, so you have to secure the well. Obviously, there is a hole somewhere that connects to the well. We have to do the same.
0: I guess we could haul many rocks
4: in. Oh... This is a most unpleasant quest. Now, now, Norman. We can do just that, all right? They, you saw the young lady. She hauled a whole bag of cement all the way down the well through the tunnels, through the dungeon, for the most part.
2: Yes, yeah, Splinterbill helped a lot.
3: And yeah, But I could not have done without her, so yes, basically her, a little bit of me. So, here we are. We can use this new
4: entrance. make our way back to the well seal that up
1: and guard this main hole downward agree we do need to finish our primary mission i think we should make our way back we can seal it with the cement any place that is narrow secure the well in that way um and utilize this access as needed.
0: All right. I have a point. The devas, they're weird, but
4: crafty. All right. Norman, you go back to the guild. You get the bag of smint. We'll wait here. We'll go load up the well hole, seal it up. Not the well itself, the, the tunnel to the well. And then we'll see what the guild wants to do.
1: We will do the same. Let's uh, go where the passage is narrow. We can get more out of the cement that way. We will seal it there. All
4: right. Do you guys turn and get to work? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. You all turn disperse to your various jobs while Brother
1: Maynard looks on going, What? What? What?
0: What? What? No. Where? Where's he going? He's with you.
1: Just make sure no gricks get out while we're doing this.
3: What's a grick?
1: As you all leave.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where where do you guys want to seal the well? I mean, we should seal it just before it enters into the temple, right? So that when they seal their side, there's a little bit of distance there. I don't know if that matters or not. I
1: I think maybe to get more mileage out of the cement, because thicker walls would take longer to get through. Uh, Maybe places where the passage is narrow. Although we would probably, we gotta decide our our rock friend. Are we sealing him on we want to go past him. We don't want to seal him between the well and where the well is the only direction for him to go. Yeah,
2: and definitely before where we saw the rust
1: babies.
0: (laughs) Right. Who are no longer yeah.
4: with
1: us. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't
2: yeah. be. They're gross.
1: Oh, because we can tell them that there's something to mine down here. That's Maybe true. Maybe we can stake a claim.
3: That's true. I don't
1: know how that works. I, it's I don't know what yeah. Property of whoever owns the well. Right. Some red tape, you guys. Go but...
3: <laughs> it's always
4: cool. red tape. So, you guys entered through the well. There was the blocks, but they were already weakened and they were the things that were pushed out. So we pushed past that, we entered the room with the rust babies into the sack of sturges, and then we went through the duct area where it was only about three feet high, and then beyond that was where we found the, the rock man.
1: The duct area I think is probably the best place to seal. That keeps the rock man on this side. We can have Splendor Belt tell him to, hey, you know, Beat feet if you don't want to have to deal with a bunch of people, yeah you know that may or may not be nice to you. Uh, we can have him taken care of. Yeah. and uh, we can seal it there.: Cool.
4: All right, well, you all set to work.: And for the sake of time as well as there's not any particular danger in this immediate activity. You make your way back through the dungeon, recover your bag of cement, make your way to the thin area of the tunnels, or at least the smallest area of the tunnels, and begin loading it with rocks. Uh, As you do, of course, you do pass the small rock elemental that you spoke to earlier. And as he is still quite chummy with you all, he offers to help out. Or at least he offers to give you some rocks while he eats others and helps passing them along.
1: That's fair.
3: (laughs) It's fair. That seems fair for a rock man. <laughs>
4: <coughs> As you guys make your way back from your job, it seems that the First Son's Brotherhood has also completed their side of things. And they also managed to secure the rope to the far side. So that rope is now rather entrenched in its current position, your old rope grinkeeper, but it is now shimmyable from the left to right over the two trap doors.
1: Oh, I would retrieve my sash in this time, I guess I should say. Okay, would
4: you go back through the the tunnel to get it, or would you go above ground?
1: Yeah, it'd probably be better to get it above ground. Okay, I probably don't have it yet, but I will be making a my way to go get it at some point. Okay. Cool.
0: Well, for, for this
4: moment, then, Norman, Feynall, and Boonfellow all meet you in that cavernous part right after the dungeon, the official Workstone dungeon ends. There is, of course, the tunnels beyond that no one has investigated, but the six of you have now sealed your various pathways to the well, and by nature of that, sealed the well
0: from the greater caverns and tunnels.
1: Right? Scottish again. I'm thinking of Boonfellow as the problem. <laughs> I just think of the dwarf looking at me and it just comes out. Yeah. I think we have everything done that we need to do.
3: Yes, uh, we collect money. We uh, take whatever heat we need to for s- screwing up the uh, temple. Although maybe that works itself out. We don't worry about it.
1: I think it is fair to say that we would not have been able to achieve the last bit without your help. There was not a lot of loot to be obtained, but we do have two extra of these. Because there were eight, right, of the spears? We used six. Correct. If your group would like to take one.
4: Not bad. Uh, what, uh, What is it?
1: Some sort of spear.
4: <laughs>
0: spear would have the points.
1: Uh, uh,
2: Before we move <laughs> on, what about this unexplored area?
0: That
4: is a bit tempting, is it not, Lass? Huh?
2: We were told there was a big monster. Something laid a disgusting sack on the ceiling. And we haven't found that thing, whatever it is. She likes also, to fight.
3: She wants to fight things, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
3: I
1: am also checking it out.
2: Cool. I don't know if those Paylor guys can handle themselves if something were to come up this way.
3: Oh, I can <laughs> promise you they would not. They are. Uh, uh, well, how you say it, they are puss. They are big puss.
4: Here we are. Down to take a peek before heading back.
2: All right, let's do it. Uh, Armored ones in front. Weaker ones in the back. (laughs) Non-armored ones in the back. I'm sorry.
1: It's definitely a better way to say.
2: (laughs) I'll work on it.
4: All right, so we divide up our combined party here. With now Splendor Belt's quite armored, but usually takes the back.
3: Yeah,
4: so we got Grinkeeper and Boonfellow leading the way, Fainel and Norman are Norman in the middle, probably alongside Co or so, and then Splendor yep. Belt and Fainel take up the back.
3: Yeah,
0: I like the sound of that.
4: All right, you all begin exploring down the tunnels.
0: See, I'm just moving your
4: tokens down here. Grinkeeper and Boonfellow taking the lead. Norman, the archer with shield, hanging out by co. All right, you guys round the corner and find yourselves in a large cavernous area. In the center is a small pool of water, about 50 feet long, about 20 feet wide, but pretty shallow. You can see the bottom of it via the drift globe that is lighting your entire party and bouncing around these wet walls of the cavern. You see many different little passageways end and flow through this area, and the tunnel continues in its largest tunnel off to the left. The ceiling is heavy with stalagmites. The floor marked here in these dark areas are not holes. Those would be the stalagmites pushing upwards. Very much the most old part of this tunnel and cave system that you've come across.
1: There's little... Oh, sorry.
4: There's little, like, Uh, uh, like, water skitters that run across the water, but otherwise it's completely still in this room.
1: Once we get in, uh, I would increase the drift globe from the light spell to daylight to really illuminate it. Because we've dealt with monsters that have hid as thalagmites and tights before.
3: How long does that last?
1: Uh, I think an hour.
3: Okay. <clears throat> That's great.
1: Uh, yes, one
4: hour. Cool, let's go ahead and load you guys into the room a bit here, and you can move yourself where you'd sort of settle as we investigate this room.
0: I'm just moving you all up.
1: Red dots are, what are they again? Hanging back by the water over here.
3: What was that, Scott? Am I on the right map? I may not be on the right map. Is this one to the right of everything?
4: Hit you with another link there in the Discord if you need it. Okay. I thought I had it. Oh, this would have been the secondary tab you opened earlier. Oh. May have been lost to time.
0: Uh. Oh, I think we see us. There we go. Yeah, it looks like you got us there. Yep. Okay, I will.
3: I'm going to move. This is
4: water in the middle? Yep, just a pool of water about three feet deep.
3: I'm just going to move over here to see what I can see. Right here.
4: Oh, that'd be Grinkeeper
3: you just moved. Oh, whoops. This is so far from me, I can't see it.
1: (laughs) It is. Look at you gotta look I'll so move.
3: far that monitor's way over there <clears throat> uh, my new one comes tomorrow so I should be okay but anyway I moved it there and I will be sort of just trying to see if I can see
4: anything cool if you want to see things beyond your passives feel free to roll perceptions and other sorts of rolls you might use in this area let's do a perception
3: first uh, That'd a be a 20 thir- for perception oh yeah I got a 13 20 for John
4: Greenkeeper, did you roll?
2: Oh, no. She watches the companions. Uh, Okay. She's got a negative one, so (laughs) she'd rather watch the people react and then react to the people.
4: Cool. So you are standing at the mouth of the following tunnel as it would proceed further in, but otherwise kind of letting people and letting the passive perception roll. Mm Mm-hmm. Splendor Belt, you don't see anything too much of note, but of course you're cautious about the stalactites and stalagmites given your very first adventure and the warnings from Riley Man Cave so long ago. Co, looking around, you notice that the ceiling has several eye slots in the stalagmites. These appear to be those same piercers, those weird larvas sitting above you and a little bit a little bit of, little bit of drool kind of drips out of one of their rocky little mouths
1: i will notify everybody and just say it looks like we have some of those creatures above us and then i will pull out my bow and take aim and take a shot
0: okay let it rip <laughs> for an eight
4: we so aim up at the ceiling at and- Gunks off a rock so, and bounces over. So
1: cool, till he shot the bow.
4: Fandle stands next to
1: you.
0: Uh, you missed.
1: Okay, but did you see the arrow <laughs> shot in the stone earlier that uh, completely negated a trap? That was me. I did not witness such thing. Okay.
2: All right, everyone, how's this? We get that, we back out of here, we close up the hole to this. And I think this might be where they're coming from.
0: Ah, one second,
4: Grinkeeper, do you see this? And he points down the tunnel that you're standing by with your back to it.
2: Grinkeeper will turn and look.
0: It's like a, it's hovering? Why would the rocks be hovering? And you look
4: and you see down the tunnel, there's a normal sort of stone with dirt and bits of debris on it from the rocks and whatnot, a little bit of water. But all these little stones that have just been laying around casually while you've made your way through the tunnel are just about like an inch off the ground ahead of you. And they sort of raise and lower. Just ever so slightly. Just a centimeter or so.
2: I've never seen that before.
3: This is new to me. All right.
0: Maybe we go...
3: You mean, it's dangerous? We leave?
0: Penel, what what do you make of this? Mm.
4: He casts a spell and sort of rushes magic down his body, taking the place of this beautiful, sort of ethereal armor that floats around him. And with that, he begins to float again into the air and floats across the surface of the water and rolls an arcane check. It's not magical whatever's causing these stones to lift. Norman in the back speaks, probably just ley lines or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's all made up anyway.
1: Oh my gosh. I like this he Norman. should go and investigate. Yeah, <laughs> that guy should go look. <laughs> He,
2: he uh, should just be sure. Uh, pull out a javelin and kind of start poking the floating rocks.
4: You take your javelin and you extend it towards the rocks and as you go to poke it it's sort of like it, it reaches a resistance and then kind of through oh, it no and then pushes through oh no and boonfella goes oh good haronius. It's a gelatinous cube!
5: And suddenly <laughs> oh, the whole
4: thing shakes and comes, it becomes untransparent this great blue-green block stands in the doorway and shifts, lumbers forwards. And that's where we'll end for today.
1: <laughs> oh, no! Uh,
3: the cube. All right, well done that was awesome uh we'll leave it there we'll have a cube staring us down that'll be how it'll be and uh when we come back next time you'll get to have some resolution on that so don't stress yourselves out it's going to be awesome uh we'll be back here next week to do that very thing in fact and don't forget our new live time if you haven't caught the show live in a while is saturdays at 1 p.m pacific 2 p.m mountain that's 4 p.m eastern so uh come check us out and be here no offense to the central people you know you're 3 p.m you'll be okay you'll survive uh what else so don't forget you can support us over at therewillbedungeons.com yes that's right become a dungeons plus member today and you too can help this show continue to survive and thrive great many uh benefits await you over there you just got to go check it out that's therewillbedungeons.com that's going to do it for us for me for Kyle for Kristen and for John we'll see you next time